0: Hello and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 79. Today we're going to kick off a new series that we're going to be doing here for a few months. We're going to be following around Jeff Hart, who got into Hard Rock this year for his first time. So thanks Jeff for joining us via telephone here. So if this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. All right, welcome to a new—I guess I'm going to call it an episode or a part of the Trail Manners podcast. We've been teasing you guys for quite some time. Uh, we had an idea around the Hard Rock Lottery to kind of follow around a first-time hard rocker, um, almost hard rocker, I should say. Um, to kind of get the training process and kind of what what that individual goes through up until the race, and we were fortunate enough that a friend of ours um, that we'd met years ago uh, drew out, and that is Mr. Jeff Hart, and he is with me right now. Jeff, how are you doing today?
1: Pretty good, Eric. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, we we appreciate it. I mean, I know you're busy. Jeff just uh, moved from Utah to Washington, started a new job, bought a new house, um, trying to get his his I guess roots down a little bit there, but quick little backstory is Jeff when I met him was from Pennsylvania and we were running the Wasatch 100 and I believe it was 2011. Um, yep. and God, it was just after chinscraper. Um, <laughs> not too long after we got to the top of Chin Scraper. we ran a good portion of the course to that next aid station and just pretty much chatted the whole way.
1: Yeah, that was, that was great. In fact, um, I remember we were doing all that kind of downhill, some of that those big wide roads, and we were clipping right along, <laughs> yeah, we <were. laughs> and I was thinking the whole time we're chatting, it's like, oh, I really want to keep chatting with, with this guy, but holy cow, this is really fast for a 100 miler.
0: Yeah, we were going a little, well, that's an easy section to go, I mean, you've run it since then too, and that's just an easy section to go fast on.
1: It is, yeah, I mean- in fact... Oh, uh, I, I was going to say that this this uh, last year, 2016, when I ran Wasatch, I looked back. I, I for the first hundred I've done, I wore my watch, and I this last year I was busting out eight minute miles on that section. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so cruiser part of the course early on. Yeah,
1: which oh. I guess, and I, I should add for me that's very uncharacteristic. I mean oh. that, that's. <laughs>
0: That's so fast. Me too. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not even like a treadmill day for me, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it was, it was awesome because, because we were cruising along on that section and one thing came, led to another. And I spoke about how a group of me and my buddies were headed down to the grand Canyon and the following spring. And God, then I think we didn't see each other the rest of the race after the race, we might have saw each other. And then you ended up meeting us in the spring down at the grand Canyon.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I had um uh Alexander Springs grief uh and and spent a lot of time dry heaving on on my pacer's back. <laughs> um and you came away with a nice shiny buckle. Oh yeah. That year. So um yeah, I didn't see you again and then and and of course, you know, once I got my my foot in the door, I wasn't going to miss out on a chance to do the rim to rim to rim
0: yeah, that was a fun that snowed on us and everything. <laughs> yeah. That was uh Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a fun trip. That was a really fun trip. We were happy to have you come join us for that too, but but that's kind of yeah. that's kind of our history where we've met and then we've kind of kept in touch here and there and then last year I saw you at Wasatch and you crushed
1: it last year. Yeah, we've run into each other at Speedgoat or a couple of other places and but yeah, the Wasatch I mean that was for me um uh like uh i don't know it's the it's the best race i've ever had the best performance i've ever had
0: well and i remember when i sighted the finish i'm like how'd you do and your what was your time like 26
1: 26 30, 30 something yeah. 30 change Yeah,
0: That's awesome so oh
1: yeah i mean uh i i went into it well and and you know Full disclosure: I went into it having listened to your podcasts and listening to you and Joel talk about going no pacer, no crew, and I saw the elegance of that and and the I don't know added mental difficulty, and I really wanted to do it. In the end, kind of feel like it actually helped my performance. Did I had it? I had yeah I had less distractions. Like I couldn't well. <laughs> less distractions. I should say, I, I didn't have anybody I could bitch to at the, at the aid stations <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or anybody along the way that I could say, no, I really want to quit. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, at, uh, Lambs Canyon, I ran into a really good lifetime friend of mine that she and I've done a lot of climbing and she was pacing and, and helping out somebody else. And, it was the one time which again, after that big long stretch from big mountain to Lambs, where it's just hot and miserable mm-hmm. and uh, you know i I know I got tears welled up in my eyes, and I'm like, i don't know why I'm doing this, <laughs> so I'm really glad there wasn't someone there the whole time or or I don't think I would have done quite as well as I did
0: that's interesting, yeah we me and Joel talk about that a lot is the no pace or no crew we've had people talk to us about it, and i mean that's that's such a pandora's box really Uh, yeah it does take that right mindset to even attempt and tackle it as opposed to just winging it i guess
1: yeah i I mean i had you know i had a i had very specific training very specific goals and i stuck to some uh nutritional things i mean all it was like it was just all the cogs fit and I, I've never had. Well, I mean, I don't think many people many people have a hundred mile race where it just feels like everything kind of came together. Yeah. It was it perfect? No, but you know, it was the best I'll probably ever put together. Yeah. So, so
0: always put that feather in your cap on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So now that now the important stuff. So yeah. Our, uh you tossed your name in the Hard Rock lottery. And how many? Uh, how many times have you put in for Hard Rock? If you could guess.
1: I think that this was either four or five years, um, with, with Wasatch 2011 being the first, uh, the first, uh, qualifier.
0: Okay. So you put in four or five times and first of all, what, when that you, how did you find out you got in?
1: Um, so I was with both of my boys, my older boy who Connor Hart just had a baby. Yeah. That makes me a grandfather. <laughs> uh. That's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was with him and my younger son, Eleven, and we were kind of talking, and um, uh, uh, and my partner, Jen, who's, who's with me, we're all kind of sitting there, and we're watching the Twitter feed, and it's going down, and it's like they kind of release, or they, they tweet out like four or five names at a time, and they're down to the last five, and i said well you know that's fine i'll i'll just do it another year this is better this way because you know we're moving and there's <laughs> all kinds of stress it's better <laughs> and then my name comes out second to last so yeah so what, right away
0: <laughs> what did, what did i mean what did you feel when you saw your name there i mean what kind of went through your mind there in that probably like 30 seconds but felt like a lifetime what what flashed through your head
1: uh, it was it was really kind of a mix of both um, ex- excitement and and that kind of oh my gosh finally this has happened and oh my gosh what the hell have I done <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah a little bit of panic and and a lot of anxiety not not in small part because after Wasatch I well after every hundred I I'm not one of these guys that just can repeat. I kind of take time off and eat pizza and ice cream. Yeah. So a little bit of panic too. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah, I I need to really step it up. I better pick up my game. So give everybody a quick little,
0: you know, just real quickly kind of a background. Like how long have you been doing ultras since this, you know, we're talking hard rock and big stuff. How many years you've been doing ultras and then maybe how many hundreds you've done just to kind of give a background.
1: Yeah, so my first—I I, I mean, I've had a background of doing a lot of mountaineering, a lot of, uh, a lot of adventure sports, rock climbing, things like that. So I've stayed pretty fit. Did triathlon for a long time, and then around 2010, um, something clicked in my body, and I could—and I, my, I don't know—I stopped having as many injuries. Although I'm really still injury prone, um, and started running longer distances. And ran. In the fall of 2010, ran my first. I think it was the fall of 2010. It might have been. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, ran my first ultra, the Blues Cruise 50K out in Pennsylvania, and then went back up to Massachusetts and ran immediately after that my first 50 miler, uh, the Stone Cap 50 miler. And I've done. Uh, Actually, I don't really know. Maybe I should. I should have been prepared, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe thirty, thirty ultras, thirty, thirty-five ultras, something around there. Okay. A uh, lot of, lot of fifty k's. Uh, I prefer the more mountainous. I've done speed goat a couple times. Um, really enjoyed that suffering. Yeah. Um, immensely. <laughs> um, one time with good lungs, and then one time with lowland lungs, and oh my gosh, that was just really bad. Um I've done so a handful of 50-miler events, you know, some a uh, couple 12-hour events. Uh and I've done 300-milers. I've done Wasatch twice and again, I'm I'm really not going to make many fans on this podcast because I also got into uh western states on my first draw. <laughs> <laughs> so, um so I've done Wasatch, Western, and then Wasatch again, and now I'm doing Hard Rock. So, you know, in some respects, I don't—I don't feel like I've really paid my dues to be going to such a, a, a prestigious race, or at least to me, it's prestigious.
0: I think, I think for anybody, it would be, and even the Wasatch has a lot of history, and of course, Western, everybody's heard of. So, um, yeah, that's that's a pretty uh, pretty good background, though. A lot of a lot of races, whether they're hundreds or not, just kind of dialing it in and I'm with you. I, I enjoy the mountain stuff. I love the 50 K 50 mile distance. Um, probably the best 50 K yeah, same favorite. Just it's a perfect distance. Um, so what about your, your personal life? What do you do for, uh, occupation?
1: Um, I am a professor. Uh, I have been a, uh, teacher, a public education teacher and special educator out in the schools uh, in both Utah and New Hampshire, and then, um, use that to go back and get a PhD at Penn State. And I, uh, I teach, um, pre-service teachers who are, who want to be special educators okay. and, uh, worked for a year and a half in heaven. I mean, Southern Utah <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, then took the job up here because it allowed my partner and I, uh, Jen Thistle, to work at the same place. So we both got dual hired here at Western Washington University. oh that's fantastic
0: in Bellingham, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Nice. S- speaking of which, you guys recently had um, uh, uh, well, it was it was the women's pod. It was the women's film festival, and I don't remember what ADST or something. I don't remember. She's I still- apologize. Yep. Yeah and you had Franny who was a graduate from here so i was excited to see that that was great
0: oh yeah that's right
1: that was a fun show yeah
0: yeah okay so you're you're busy with work and now you're uh thrown in the mix preparing for the hard rock 100 give us a give us a little taste of what uh we had a brief conversation before we started the put the record button on so um kind of back up what's your what's your training been like i know you know just briefly said, just kind of building that base right now. Cause you've had you know, the move and been injured and, and ill and stuff, but where are you, where are you at right now? And, and what's your training looking like?
1: Yeah. Well, I actually, I think it's kind of relevant and probably, you know, there's some population of your listeners that really would be interested in hearing from somebody that is injured a fair <laughs> bit <laughs> and doesn't typically run up with the front pack unless I pick the right race and there's nobody there. Um, so, when I when after the lottery, I really kind of just started being a little more consistent. You know, three to five times a week, I was just running for maintenance. Uh, you guys mentioned on the podcast I was in Hawaii in January presenting research at a conference and got up to about 15 miles of mountain running there, and and came here and uh, started to ramp up. You know, getting around 30, 40 miles a week. And went out on some mountain bike trails, and and they with lots of twists and turns, and uh, it's called Galbraith Mountain. It's kind of world class mountain biking, but but really technical trails, and I think a lot of that kind of lateral back and forth. Um, I, I seem to have pulled both Achilles or done something to my uh, uh, peroneus brevis uh, ligaments. Anyway. Between that and being sick, took a couple of weeks off, and I'm back to just kind of building. So my building is, like right now, um, because of time, uh, I, I carry a pack, like about a 20-pound pack right now. I'll ramp that weight up as I go on. But about a 20-pound pack at two and a quarter miles to and from work. Um, so I walk to work every day, and then I'm running three or four times a week on top of that. So right now my mileage is around, I think last week I had about 47 miles total. And of that, maybe half of it was, well, I don't know, that would be 25 of 24 of it, 23 of it would have been walking, and then the rest would have been running. So a little bit of half and half. Okay. And nothing, yeah, nothing more than about a 10-mile run right now. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. So what's your, you know, hard, hard
0: rock, you know, is known just for brutality and climbs and, and altitude and, you know, that type of thing. Not a lot known for running, you know, it's not a race. You yeah. run a hundred miles unless you're one of two people in the world, maybe. But <laughs> what, uh, how are you going to incorporate some of that, uh, elevation training where you're at?
1: Have you thought? Yeah. About- you know, I have, yeah, a lot because. You know, I live living in Cedar City. I was just primed. I was living at six thousand feet, and I could go out my door, and in four miles, I could be up to ten thousand plus. Um, but here, you know, my house is at four hundred feet, <laughs> and the you know the chuckanuts which are are you know my now my go to area, you know, go up to about eighteen hundred feet. Um. So, as far as Um, you know, elevation, like actual elevation, I'm kind of saving some of that for summer when I can get out to the North Cascades, uh, which, you know, it's pretty easy to get up to six to 8,000 feet. Um, I'll probably do some stuff on Mount Baker. It's, it's a town, 10,000 foot peak, but it's glaciated. So it's not exactly running. Um, but I'll save it for the last three weeks. I'm planning to go out to, uh, uh, Silverton. Or the Silverton area, you know three weeks before the race, okay but while I'm here for you know hill training uh i just i uh, I pick out the the steepest trails and I just pick out as much elevation as I can. there's um a trail here called uh the Pine and Cedar Trail It goes up to a couple of beautiful little uh, alpine lakes um, and I just go and do hill repeats there so. I have a mile, I'll do the first mile of that trail and get about nine hundred feet I think in that mile. So it's it's a steep mile. And then you know, before I hurt my ankles I was up to maybe six times. I did that six times. So Okay. Yeah. Really fun, you know, entertaining. Go back and forth up and down a hill.
0: (laughs) Repeat. Yep. We do do that on mainland's here in Ogden area. So
1: yeah, yeah.
0: The monster. So since we're talking about hard rock, I'm just going to kind of blast you with a few questions just to kind of set the table for it. Do you, and you said you plan on going down early. Um, what about yeah. a crew? Are you you got a crew all lined up?
1: You know, my crew is going to be, uh, my partner, Jen, and my younger son, Xander, um, who's 11 and excited. And he actually, uh, is going to join cross country so that he can maybe pace me. I don't know how that'll work out, but we'll see. <laughs> but he really he's he's excited about it and and talks about it. But other than that, I don't really have much more on the way of crew. Um I know, you know, crew there is is maybe not unique to mountain ultras, but typical of mountain ultras in that there are fewer places to be able to access and without four-wheel drive, you know, it's not exactly easy to get a lot of places there. So yeah, what so about- I'm less less worried about crew and but Pacers. Um, yeah, well, you know, as soon as that as soon as the lottery results came through, I I I heard from a lot of friends. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but I don't I, nothing solid. I haven't haven't agreed to anything. Haven't haven't told anybody. So you know, I'm I'm really kind of open to it. But you know. offers. Well, I had, yeah, the one solid offer who I had immediately said or would have said yes to, um then turned around and, and actually got lucky and got uh called into UTM or got uh pulled for UTMB. Oh, wow. So, uh, uh guy from Pennsylvania, Jeff Calvert. He's a great guy. Um good solid runner. He just did Muggy Own down in Arizona last year.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And crushed it down there. So, um yeah, so I you know, I'm open so you know, hit me up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so what, have you ever
0: run down into the Silverton area before? Have you been down there? Have you done any running or visited or anything?
1: Yeah, I have. I have family in Cortez, um, and so just south of south of that Silverton area. Um, and i've I've been down in the San Juan's for hiking and different things, but i've I've never actually done any running in the okay. San Juan's. So it's really kind of a new area for me.
0: Nice. That's, it's so, cr- I've only been down there a couple of times. I went down and, and crewed for uh, Scott Hyme one year and, and know what you're talking about with the crew. It's, it can get gnarly getting to some spots that they say crew can be at. So yeah, you have ray and Telluride, some of the friendlier paved areas
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that are, f- yeah. and
0: then, then went down and had the fortune to run, um, you know, up handies and kind of get out on the trails a little bit. So it's, it's, it's it's one day for me for sure. Hopefully,
1: yeah. Well, I hope so because I, I, I mean, part of my desire to do it. I mean, I've had a desire to do it for a very long time. It was one of the one of my ultimate goals for running hundred milers. Um, you know, between Wasatch and Hard Rock, those are the two that I just really, you know, they they're the passion, the drive. Um, but then along the way, I see you know pictures of. Uh, some of you, some of my northern Utah friends, going out and doing soft rock, and, and you yeah. know, and just just so inspiring.
0: Well, I'm I'm actually hoping to get down there. I've got the Beaverhead 100K the weekend before, um, but I absolutely want to get down to Hard Rock just because it's one of the not just beauty, but just the people, the 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 people, the tribe, if you will, that's down there. It's just one huge event that. Everybody loves everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. and 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 I like that, and I and it's probably why I like Wasatch too. You know, my uh, uncle was involved with the development of Wasatch, and uh, and so you know I I was aware of Wasatch back in the eighties. So I've had a drive for this for a long time, just never really pushed for it. Oh, but so you're doing Beaverhead 100K the weekend before? Yeah. Oh, well, then you're good. So I can have you pace me for, what, 40 miles? That'll put you around 100 miles for a week?
0: I can I can probably take you from the start <laughs> to the end of the road. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, Well, the, the idea is crossing my mind, though, because I want to get out on the course. I want to pace. I enjoy it. I just am worried about how trashed I'll be.
1: Yeah. Well, I get it, and, and the offer is out there because um, I am – I'm. I have no intentions of trying to do any, uh, anything like Wasatch, which, while I know, you know, it's pedestrian for most of you know the elites, but um, you know, 35th place for me at Wasatch was just phenomenal. Wow, that is
0: pretty sweet. It di-
1: hard uh, Yeah, hard rock is is a totally different thing. Um, mostly because they they only have the one buckle, so I'm I'm glad for that. Yeah. so I I just want to finish. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to be moving fast. I want to, I want to see and and experience everything with that race.
0: Now, have you, have you reached out to anybody who's done the race for just some, uh, I want to say advice or help or tidbits? Have you reached out to anybody to kind of pick their brain at all? Um,
1: if I, if I'm like running with someone who's done it, then I'm picking their brain as we go. I'm on the hard rock mail listserv, you know, the, the mail group. Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm watching like the snow reports and I can see that there's a monster load of snow right now, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of paying attention to that stuff, but not really actively seeking anything right now. Nice. I've, I have, uh, I bought the, the map that they recommend. Actually, I have a, a, I have several maps for it and, I've gone through all of my uh, Ultra magazine, past Ultra magazines that talk about it, so that I can kind of you know digest everything. Yeah, I just haven't got to it yet.
0: (laughs) No, I think that's good. And the reason I ask that is I talk to a lot. I mean, we all talk. You know, I mean that's what trail runners do. We talk to people, and I know talking to a lot of people that have done hard rock and conversation. They're like the hard thing to do with hard rock is not to get too too much information to where you're on overload and you're not doing it your way, if, if yeah. that makes sense. So, I mean, I think it's always great to get advice from people because there's just so many little things, but at the same time, like you mentioned, you know, you kind of got to go in to be who you are, you know, kind of play to your strengths, your, you know, know-how. So, I think that's probably a good thing to do as well.
1: Yeah, for me too. Because I tend to get these little niggling things that that, uh, if I'm not careful, will sideline me. I really kind of I guard myself against that uh, that over excitement. Um, You know, for instance, with my ankles, you know, the first thing that goes through your head, and I'm sure everybody deals with this, but is, oh my gosh, how am I going to make? What if this doesn't happen? What if I've gone through all that work? What if I got? I don't get into hard rock this year. Oh my gosh. I can't start again. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I, I kind of reserve on that kind of stuff, but then when I'm running it's, it's there every run it's, it's, you know, okay, this is, this is training, you know, this is for hard rock. This is, this is why I'm doing it. So
0: well, I'm, I'm excited for you in many ways, um, you know, not just to, to race, but your kind of journey there because I think that's, you know, that's that's where the work is and then you get to the race and that's kind of your reward or the celebration of all the work you've put in. So I'm uh, I'm excited to see how you do and and follow you along the way. So we'll kind of keep touching base with you, kind of make this our own little special part of the Trail Manor show until uh, Hard Rock and then, of course, after Hard Rock and next time we meet on the here on the phone we'll we'll cover some stuff kind of you know your training again and then you know maybe what you have set up before that so does that sound good
1: yeah that's great I, i'm you know i'm really looking forward to it and having having that kind of um external culpability you know people are people know about it now so that's, i can't can't bail out
0: that's right and that's every everybody listens to this show so oh you-
1: yeah <laughs> I, I mean, you know, my, yeah, I can't, you got I can't
0: get people, away from it. You got four people going to hold you accountable to listen to the show. So yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Jeff, I really appreciate you taking the time. A uh, little intro here and then we'll catch up with you in a week or two and, and see where you're at and just follow you through the whole process.
1: No, I'm excited about it. And thanks for the opportunity. I, I love to share and And uh, we'll see what happens.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. And, uh, yeah, good luck until we talk. All right. Take it easy. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. We'd like to thank Jeff Hart for taking the time to join us today. And I already look forward to a few episodes to come following up with his training for hard rock. We also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners, or you can swing by the website at trailmanners.com. There on the store page are some cool gear. Keep checking that often. And you can hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or even if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning with Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.